topic I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my reformed Orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you everybody. Hello and welcome to Achievement Hunting 101. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and this is level 229. Joining me tonight is Big L. What do you want, an award or a medal or something? Koosh Moose. It's an honor <laughs> just to be mentioned. Thank you. <laughs> and Maychart. You like me. You really like me. I think. <laughs> Hi, guys. Did anything happen last we week? like you. Nothing that big. Or no. major. No, not at all. I mean, it was only like a live show last week. Oh, wait. Are you talking about the Game Awards? No, she's Maybe. talking about how the ducky races were replaced by the mm. Santa. Um, it was festive. Oh, the races. What did I say? Awards? <laughs> <laughs> Santa races. They were festive. They, they were, were festive. festive. We can only do that one time a year. So it seems appropriate to do that instead of ducky races. No, a little disappointed at the variety of Santas. I mean, true. Uh, You're not wrong there. He, he crosses lots of cultures, but uh, just different colored same. gloves. That was it. No, uh, no fancy other <laughs> costumes. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even notice the different colored gloves. <laughs> They all look the same to me. He doesn't see mittens. <laughs> all right. But yeah, with that, let's just go ahead and get right, jump right into the show. Let's get into this. Uh, so topic of discussion for this week is obviously going to be the Game Awards. Uh, the Winter E3, I mean Game Awards, was last Thursday. And there was some pretty cool stuff that came out, out of it. But before we actually give our takes... Let's go to the patrons first. Obviously, we asked the patrons uh, what they liked about the Game Awards, what they didn't like, any positives, negatives, any trailers that they like, you know, etc. And I'll go ahead and read off the first two responses, the two first two positive responses. Oh. And first one comes from Jay Black. He says, I watched the award show and found it mostly meh. There were a couple of highlights. The Muppet skin dress. And Christopher Judge's acceptance speech taking so much time that they started playing some everything everyone else off after giving them only one minute for their speech. Legend has has it Kratos is still talking. <laughs> and then the other uh, patron response it comes from Dinable, who says Earthblade. Thanks, Dinable. And a few words in in, in patron VIP. Uh yeah, but before we get into ours, Nate, why don't you read off the other two more positive responses? Sure. Carpe Adam 79 says, negative. That long-winded speech from Christopher Judge. He may not have been the only one. I just decided not to keep trying to pay attention long after that. Uh, at the end of the day, all I cared about was game reveals and trailers anyway, just like everyone, mm-hmm. including the organizers. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Positive. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars Jedi Survivor releases March 17th. I thoroughly enjoyed the first and can't wait for the next. Knowing it's only three months away and it looks awesome makes me excited. And now I'm excited. Now I'm very excited. Uh, GT3 Option Fan says hearing about Hades 2 coming out was probably the most notable thing in my opinion. 
Yep. Hades 2 is definitely up on the list of like the coolest announcements. Hades, the first Hades is an absolute masterpiece of a game. It's so good, so much fun. I I will absolutely be here for a second one. I'm hoping it comes to Game Pass so I don't have to buy it day one. Be nice. Be nice if it came out uh, at the same time everywhere too. Uh mm. so that we're not sitting there going, mm. yeah. Uh, like we were before. And and so what's up with these uh Supergiant? Hey Supergiant, uh, if we're doing sequels, um there's some other games that we could see some sequels for. Mm-hmm. Bastion, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, I think they noted that this was their first sequel to a game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, yep. um Bastion was a remastered or a you know enhanced or whatever, but not a well, sequel. Well, like their yeah, game history is three games, right? It's Bastion, Transistor, and Hades. So one third yep. of their entire catalog has a sequel now, That's or it. is going to have a sequel. It's, it's not yeah. they they, at least to my knowledge, are just very deliberate. They they take their time. They make sure they put out a quality product with everything they've produced. But it's not that they're turning out a game every year or a bunch of small games in between their their bigger more developed projects so that hades getting a sequel especially because hades is the last game they just released is is fascinating mm-hmm. and definitely something i wouldn't have expected to hear and this yeah, came out of nowhere I, I heard right? that, yeah when i heard the music i was thinking yeah. dlc honestly just like we're you know tiny expansion That's what i thought yeah which you know maybe this is i mean i don't want to talk about reskinning but um, <laughs> we might hear about that later. Um, uh, but this, I don't want to say reskinning and Hades two at the same time. But it does seem awful soon. I well, I, don't know. I think it's going to be I amazing. Think it- I think it's going to be a full fledged sequel. Now there was a an article on TA. Someone someone said uh, you know. This game is a lot to live up to. Are we going to be happy if the sequel is more of just the same, or does it have to go above and beyond yes. somehow? I think it would be fine if it was just the same. Just you know, there's a new character. I mean, a new yep. lead character, new characters, new. I'm sure everything will be new, but feel samey, and I think that's what they're going for. I mean, the fact that they also have- my expectations aren't any. Go ahead. Well, the fact that they have the resources already available to use, like they're not going to give. I imagine Hades a big graphical overhaul. I and I haven't played Hades, so I'm speaking out of not experiencing what? the first game as yet. But mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Gems of War they, has they, to be they played. They don't have to reinvent all of that, right? Because if you look again, looking at their development history, Bastion came out in 2011, Transistor came out in like I think 2014 or 2015, and then Hades came out last year. So even just well, they had one in between as well. They had one in between for PlayStation one? only, and that was Pyre. It was Pyre, <laughs> but we didn't oh, get it. Oh, okay. But they they're releasing a game on average once every three years. So even just announcing this Hades two this soon, you would imagine that it's it's going to again use a lot of these assets, these things we've already created. But what I hear frequently the strength of in Hades is how everything's responsive, right? You die in a certain way in a room and the r- way the characters respond to you is different. And and that's part of the real appeal. And these are brilliant writers yep. they have that ha- do this sort yeah. of dynamic response content. So getting more of that, even if the gameplay is the same, seems to be like getting more of their strength and that would be fine. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, my expectations are that it's going to be more of the same. And if I go in at that level, I know I'll be happy. <laughs> like, right. If mm-hmm. they do more than that, that's awesome. But I'm not expecting anything more than just more of the same. Uh, and maybe, you know, some little enhancements here, some cool new weapons, stuff like that. But I'm not expecting anything mind blowing. Yeah, I would not be upset with basically just a DLC. An 80 to 100 hour DLC. DLC (laughs) Michelle I think you said that Hades came out last year it came out to the Xbox last year the game actually launched in September of 2020 that is true so they have had uh, at that point what another three years to work on the tech after they were kind of done with that product so uh, maybe there is a a fact and the fact asks when they started development on Hades 2 and it says it started development in early 2021. So when, they were have... all, when they had that fat fat stack of cash. From and Game Pass? Like, Alright, yeah, let's go back to this well. <laughs> Alright, Kenny, what, what were you excited by? What was I excited by? Oh, I mean, sorry, at the, at the award show. Uh, <laughs> or at the, uh, at the trailer show oh, with, with an award or two. <laughs> what were you excited by that event? <laughs> so I mean there was obviously a couple of things that really stuck out to me I'm not going to go through them all um, one thing the one thing that I think is the most Kenny game and I don't think any of you will actually be excited about this is a new armored core game I saw uh, that I'm very happy Kenny for game. you yep 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 <sighs> that's about what it that's I'll... about what I figured I very much assume that not all three of you could not care less about this game. Is that like I, a big deal? Because it was oh, one of the last yeah. things they showed. It's all and it was big like deal. it was like number seven or ten or fifteen or something. Like I didn't know. Uh, I didn't six. know it was such a big deal. Yeah, it's Armored Core Six. There are like a <laughs> the pain lot in your voice <laughs> of se- uh, not sequels, uh, spinoffs and stuff like that throughout the years. The first Armored Core came out oh, like uh, on the PlayStation. Yeah, it's had a big long history. It's definitely more of a game that has been bigger in Japan than it has been here in the states. Mm-hmm. But I I played Armor Core one. I played uh, one or two of them on the PlayStation two. I played uh, I believe it was five out uh, of four or five on the three sixty. I forget which one it was. It's been a while since I played these games, but I played I played them quite a bit growing up. So I'm very much excited to go back to this game. You know. It's a giant mech game, and it's f- from from software. So, very talented studio. And there was an article on TA talking about how they're not trying to make Armored Core Souls, which is music to my ears because I don't want to play a Dark Souls game. <laughs> I just want to play a giant robot game. I, li- I like my giant robots, whether they're Power Rangers or whatever. So... I'm very much excited for a new Armored Core game. Well, that's what caught me off guard when I was, you know, when I was made aware of this being kind of a big, because like Elle said, this was announced toward the end of the show, right? And usually that's where you kind of put your heavy hitters. Yeah. And it, this is, and it's equal parts because from software itself is so much more, not, I don't want to say relevant because it's been relevant. They've always been an incredibly good design studio, but they won game of the year this year, right? With Elden Ring. So it's sort mm-hmm. of like 
even though Armored Core, I think, like you're already alluding to, Kenny, isn't as big generally with the gaming population, just its association with From Software and the idea that, wait a second, wait a second, this giant mech game is actually made by the Elden Ring and Souls developer, Dark Souls developer. Like, maybe I should give this a look. But I have a question for you, Kenny, as the Armored Core guy. Mm -hmm. Does starting at number six matter? Is that something that might be, like, is it better if um, maybe it had like a side quest sort of subtitle so people don't feel like, well, I would play, but this is the sixth entry or does it really matter? So let me just say this first. I'm an Armored Core fan. I'm not a super fan of the series like I am, like a Halo or an Elder Scrolls. I don't know the lore off the top of my head or anything like that. I would assume... um even though it's Armor Core 6, it's almost like a soft reboot in ways because I don't think there's been an Armor Core game in quite a few years, at least not to my knowledge anyway. Maybe there was one on like the PlayStation um, it looks that like we just didn't get or on It looks Switch like Armor Core 5 came out 10 years ago. And then there was another one that came out maybe a year later, something Verdict, uh, Verdict day that came out in 2013 which was it's labeled as armored core that sounds right verdict day so it's been a decade almost since there's been an armored core game yeah so like i said i don't know the lore off the top of my head i can't speak to this specifically but i personally would be kind of shocked if hey here's another here's the next game in the franchise and it picks up right where we left off one decade ago Mm-hmm. Like even super fans of the series, I would imagine at that point are, you know, they wouldn't know where, where the story's going or anything like that. Either way, that's going to be a day one, day one uh, buy for me. Once again, please come to Game Pass. So I don't have to spend $70. <laughs> uh, how about you, Al? Or was there anything there that you're excited for? I mean, I was excited for it to end. I think it was supposed to go like a couple hours and then it went long. I don't know, though. I mean, we've already right. gushed over Hades 2. That would have been my main takeaway. Uh, the other thing that looked cool to me was the uh, Castlevania Invading Dead Cells trailer. That was really well done. I think that would actually get me to play Dead Cells if they did it right. So that was cool. All right. And that's really it for me. Nothing feel- jingled your jollies. <laughs> oh, boy. Rip Corey. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Michelle? Well, Kush, did you have anything you wanted to... Because we gave Kenny a chance to go over some of the stuff he was really excited for. Because Kenny, <laughs> as Kenny keeps alluding to, there's some more negative response we're going to get into in just a second here. but and, and not necessarily from me. But, like, was there anything else you wanted to highlight? Oh, there's one or two things. Um, oh, I so, only chose one. There's, there's definitely quite a bit in here that you could talk about. Sorry, I'm not going to choose just one. So I get very excited when we see the new stuff coming. Um, Mm -hmm. So I will be super brief. Uh, Jedi Survivor has a release date March 17th. God, that looks so good. Three months, just like, uh, was it Carpe Adam? Yeah, Carpe Adam was talking about that. That is insane, and that is going to be so much fun. Uh, Diablo 4. Look at this and make a movie like that. That, That's all we want. That's what we want from a movie. Just like the main character, it's uncanny. (laughs) Um, the, um, <laughs> Diablo four, the real Diablo, uh, June 6th. Awesome. Uh, Atomic Dude. heart. 
oh my gosh, have you seen that that footage? This this single player, first player uh, shooter type game looks awesome. February twenty first. It looks so cool. And then of course, uh, Banishers looks awesome. I'm, I'm interested in that. Party Animals, I'm hopeful for. It's kind of like a sticky hands, um, but good gang beasts. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Earthblade, we saw our first uh, couple, uh, you know, in action of Earthblade. You know, uh, the developer of Celeste. This is their new game slated for 2024. That was cool ah, looking. Looks right. like it might might be a Vayner, might just be an action platformer. Looks pretty cool. Um, and of course. I could not be more excited about replaced. Uh, I've been looking forward to that. That was already pushed back. We were already supposed to be playing that, uh, but they pushed it back. And, and judging by the quality of the trailer, the first trailer to the trailer we just saw, that game's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, I yeah, love my pixel good. art. I love my, I, I mean, that game is just screams Koosh and uh, likes. I cannot, I cannot be more excited for that game. Uh, and I'm super ready to see it. And I could go on and on. Uh, about other things I'm interested in that we've only just learned about, uh, but I won't do that to you. Uh, you're welcome, mental. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> obviously it's not for the awards because honestly, they just listed people and then they highlighted the name. I don't even know if the presenter said their name. I can't remember. I was distracted by the Muppet dress. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so it's not about that. It's about the weird moments. It's about getting together with your friends uh, virtually around the TV and mm-hmm. making fun of what you're watching. Yes. Um, like, so we had, we had great Discord fun making fun. So much fun. We had a lot of fun making fun of the dress. We had a lot of fun uh, making fun of Jeff Keeley. Uh, we had a lot of fun making fun of Chris judge and how he was causing uh, valve to give out more steam decks than they wanted to, because <laughs> they were giving away a steam deck every minute oh and he was God, blowing out their timeline. So, <laughs> so he, his bonus check went to steam decks apparently. Um, and uh, then of course you had Al Pacino, come up like why the freak was Al Pacino there and why couldn't he read the teleprompter? Uh, that was crazy. And then of course, you know, the very end with the, the guy jumping up on stage, <laughs> well, that's never cool. Um, unfortunately he's, st- <laughs> he stole the thunder and made Al Pacino's thing seem okay. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was the like, best part of this show. <laughs> the best, the best part is just, is just, you know, we're all talking in real time. I shouldn't say all of us, but those of us that were on there for these types of events, it's really fun to just be with the community and watch and react and then go get a drink or you know some popcorn or something. And come back and be like, "What did I miss?" And then everyone recaps the the funny stuff that happened. So, uh, as far as the community event for the people that did tune in, I thought that was really fun too. And uh, maybe people would be more enticed to do that next time uh, for you know one of these types of events. And the rumor is Microsoft's going to do something soon in the next month, which is good because they didn't do anything uh, this last week. Yeah, there is no Xbox exclusives here. Yeah, so. So There's plenty of games coming to Xbox, and most of them are coming to Xbox that were announced. But like, yeah, there were no Xbox exclusives here whatsoever. So to answer your question, if I had to pick one, it would be Jedi Survivor, Diablo Four, and Replaced. <laughs> <laughs> you Good forgot choices. to mention also, the flautist. I also want to throw out another game real quick. Like, oh yes, the flautist. Like, I forgot about him. Yeah, that that seemed to be one. I've never of the, seen they, one like that before. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh man, he was getting into it. He's like a savant that like made his own instrument out of like parts and helped him break <laughs> out of jail. I mean, like this thing was amazing. He's like the MacGyver of flautists. Um, and so apparently he's gonna—he's <laughs> big on Twitter now. So good for him. 
Man, there's the or- the orchestra that they always do where they recreate all the themes of the game of the year candidates is always really cool, no matter what game it is. But then having him in there as well, go just go into town while playing, it just made it even better. Kenny, it sounded like you had one more thing you wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. Really cool game. It was a release trailer. I don't think we've ever seen anything about this. Meet your maker. It looks like Super Mario Maker meets Doom. You first-person shooter, you create your own dungeons, and then whoever has to try to beat it. It looks so cool. It looks like it might be a lot of fun. There, um, that is something that is definitely going to be on my radar. There was a beta for it a couple months ago on Steam. So it's been out was there. Was there? I did not yes. know that. Yeah, it's it's weird, actually. My coworker, like, I don't know, back in August, showed me a trailer. And, oh, this looks like fun. Okay. And he did play the beta and he enjoyed it. But he said, of course, it's a beta. It's a little restricted. But he enjoyed the gameplay. Um, and I, I don't really remember too much about what he said, honestly, because I wasn't really thinking in that context of us talking about now. But there's this whole idea that you have to like get through the fortress that your opponent is building and protect your own fortress and, and try to get mm, out. So you're building the spaces that are being infiltrated. And you're trying to stop people from taking this core at the center of your fortress. Uh, but yeah, I mentioned to him when I got into work, I'm like, oh, your game was at the Game Awards last night. Like it's coming to consoles and he was pretty excited for it so the, the beta is out there it has been played you can read some impressions of the game out there if you want to learn a little more about it i will have to look that up i did not know that mm-hmm. yeah that game looks cool all right well yeah. i'm gonna mention really briefly My. first that uh i didn't watch the awards i did watch trailers afterwards uh and i did while the awards were on was chatting with some folks back and forth about it. And really the only thing that drew my attention was Judas, the new game coming out from uh, Ken Levine's new studio. And the big thing from it is you look at that and if you knew nothing else about it, you go, huh, that looks an awful lot like Bioshock. And that's exactly what I said. It does. So I'm excited for that because it's basically Bioshock in space um, and I have not played Infinite as yet, which is oh, Bioshock <laughs> in clouds, but I'll get there at some point. So, um, yeah, that looked good. But that said, I want to just highlight that uh, another of our patrons, P-Tart, her response was, what awards? Clearly, I didn't watch. And that general sentiment was echoed by Ahizo, Chewy, Arutirk, uh Hawkeye Barry, Philip Wendell, Wild West. Catster and Scar. So we see there's a big portion of the population within the Discord. As fun as it is to sit and watch it together and all that, I think because of the nature of the Game Awards and knowing that it's not an Xbox-heavy show, I think a lot of folks just didn't tune in. So hopefully, I know Kush, you said earlier that uh, the word is Microsoft's going to do their own sort of deal within the month or so. I think there is a degree of Microsoft not announcing stuff because of all the murkiness around the Activision Blizzard merger and what's going on with that. So I think good news is coming. Interesting news is coming. But the Game Awards wasn't really it for primarily Xbox gamers. Uh, And it was super long for a show that said it was supposed to be shorter than the previous year. It was super long. It was a four hour show. Liar face. 
So, yeah, and there was someone else in Discord who highlighted, like, it's basically Jeff Keighley's friends showing off their trailers and such. So there there was a little bit of a sense that even though it's it's cool that there's this platform and video games get to be celebrated, it's still kind of narrowly defined who gets to appear and who actually gets a presence on the stage and what what we wind up seeing from it. And I think game companies in general fall more into this, like, niche of doing their own showcases. So I'm sure we'll see exciting stuff in the future. The Video Game Awards didn't check that box for a good chunk of our patron population who responded to the question about it. But when we get that next thing going on in a month, we're going to see some more follow up on this that I think is going to be more exciting at that time, because people will be watching with an Xbox eye towards stuff and kind of the ecosystem we're all involved in. And we'll see all sorts of new stuff that's coming out for the following year. Yeah. Yeah. Most people tune into this just though. They watch the trailers and like Nate was talking about a little bit ago. It's fun to watch these and see all the new trailers and then mock the actual awards themselves in real time. <laughs> but other I mean, than that, so, like it's so skewed towards Sony. It's just fun to rip on that too. Um Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they have more first party, you know, games out this year. Uh, you know, and Microsoft wasn't there to stand up for themselves. Well, that's been but, the case uh, for the past decade. But yeah, it's always fun to uh, kind of throw a little shade. I think, and this could be incorrect because I don't have uh, an encyclopedic knowledge of past video game award winners, but the tendency in these sorts of award shows, sort of similar to movies, is to go with like the artsy, really narrative driven kind of games. So even if your game has like the best multiplayer experience and it's really solid and everybody loves it. If it's not a game that someone can sit and write a thesis on the various interactions of the characters and how that relates to <laughs> modern world events, it just doesn't hit reward show stuff or award show stuff that well. And Microsoft's niche is not that really narrative first person shooter type thing. It's multiplayer and they haven't released that big first party game really so I remember there was a big thing last year about how forza horizon 5 was considered for basically nothing because the game had just come out and it was considered by so many to be like top top tier and it should have been considered for more it's just the nature of the games they release they're they're not you know award show style things i think yeah xbox is more like multiplayer shooters or at least that's how it has been for the most part for so long and a lot of times they just don't necessarily get that uh, game of the year treatment. And even though like something like a Forza Horizon 5 absolutely should have legitimately been considered because well, of how just amazing that game is. Think about it in this context, right? Like how many comedies have won Best Picture of the Year? And there are probably some comedies True. that really deserve consideration because they're great pictures, but they're comedies. And, and there's just this, like, when you think about awarding top movies, you just don't think about a comedy. And I, I, I just think it's similar. Yeah, there's definitely truth right there. Yeah, I guess that's the uh, Game Awards talk. Unless anybody else has another game they would like to talk about or anything else they'd like to add. Oh, and Philip Wendell had said, uh, I didn't watch it, but enjoying seeing the gif of the flute guy. Just want to point out to Prue that it is pronounced gif and not jif. Just, uh, just want to point that out to Prue. We had a big fight about Burns. Got him. Yeah, it's not Jotum. It's yeah, Gotham. Yeah. 
So it's oh, not no. James, it's games, you, like you, game showcase. Correct. Oh, oh. All right. All right. Uh-huh. So maybe that's why people missed out on it. <laughs> All right, let's get into the James showcase. <laughs> Nate, you're up first. What game do you want to highlight? Oh, the game I played this week um, <laughs> was I was looking for something that had uh, a bunch the of new dead horse. Yeah, Sorry, new dead horse. Crew. <laughs> Every time. Drebbery, the dead horse. So, so this game. I'm leaving. Just delete all that. Uh, the, the <laughs> game nope. I play was He's not at it. He's not going to edit. Trying to get to it. Oh. The Tale of Bistoon. Uh, so I'll repeat that. The game I played is The Tale of Bistoon. The reason I did that is because I needed five A achievements, or achievements that started with the letter A. Why? Because that's the crazy world we live in. And um, this game. That's the reason. This game seemed short. I already had it. And I said, hey, that's a good reason to start this. Um, so I threw it in there and knocked it out and beat this game in four hours and 12 minutes. Um, the tale of Bistoon is based on a Persian, uh, poem, 12th century poem, uh, about, uh, well, I don't know what the poem is about, but the game is about a, uh, a stone carver who wakes up, doesn't know who he is, doesn't know why he's where he is. And uh, finds some uh, chisels and hammer and like starts working his way down this mountain. And then the story unfolds from there uh, about what all is going on. Um, it is an action game, um, sort of. It's very light action. It's not very difficult. Uh, and I think it does have a couple difficulty modes. Um, but it it wasn't. I didn't play it on story mode. I played it on normal if there if there was that option, uh, as, as I normally do. Uh, but the game wasn't challenging. Uh, it was fun enough for what it was. Um, and the story was okay. Um, but I like these little kind of like pulled back from the camera, like top down action games in general. I kind of like those kind of hack and slash action games. And this one was fun. It was fine. Uh, there are a lot of collectibles and it's, as long as you're paying attention as you go through the levels, they're not really missable. Um, there's normally only like one path, with like little offshoots that kind of loop back. And when you do that, you just have to look for some um, rock walls that you can chisel and see like a little mural or statues that you can kind of unearth from, a, you know, these really obviously misshapen uh, tall rocks. You'll, you'll carve a, a statue out of those really quickly just by hitting the, uh, the X or the Y button. And um, then you also have these collectibles for crossing like these tiny little ledges. You know how you have to kind of like hug the wall and, oh, I'm going to fall. And your guy kind of moves across that. And there's like these little slides as well. So there are achievements for doing every uh, little rock uh, shimmy that you have to do. And there's an achievement for doing all the slides in the game. And that I was a little worried that I had missed that because everything else had popped towards the end of the game for me, uh, except for that slide. one. And at the end of the game, they actually ask you to make a choice. Um, you have to decide if you're going to free this person uh, or if you're going to leave them in confinement. And, Based on what you choose, uh, one of those options uh, basically just ends in a you know a little bit of a t- story tie-up. You don't really have anything to do. Uh, the other option gives you a tiny bit more gameplay with a tiny bit more narrative and an additional slide. And once you get to that slide, boom, that achievement pops, then you get your final achievement and you're done with the game. Um, 
if you happen to miss something, it's not a big deal because they have chapter select. You can go back. Uh, I don't think it does a good job of telling you where you missed something. So as long as you, uh, you know, you might, you might be in a little trouble if you weren't paying attention while you're playing and you didn't find these things. Um, but there is that option. You don't have to play from the very beginning. You can say, oh, it was probably this level. And you can go back and replay it. Um, it's, it's funny, like the, uh, <laughs> they use this voice actress. Um, it was very, you know, you're going to know her voice when you hear it. It's like, it's so deep, right? And uh, mm-hmm. when you hear her voice, you're like, oh, okay. So she's in this game prominently. Yeah, no. She just like reads the intro. <laughs> and then she took her check and she left. So uh, she's not in it. But, uh, out. Yeah, but, it's, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, you've got three different weapons that you get. Uh, you upgrade them one time. Each one of them has a special attack. It's okay. <laughs> the special attacks aren't anything to write home about, but it's a fun little four-hour game. I, for what uh, for what I played, uh, it was okay. It got me my five A's. And um, yeah, it's not a bad little game if you, if you have some time to kill. But it, it's not um, mind-blowing. But uh, it is an easy completion. Uh, it's four hours, like I said, and uh, that's the tale of Bastoon. Yeah, not a lot of people in TA played this one. No, <laughs> under a hundred um, right now as we speak, with only eleven completions. So this looks like uh, so. Tunic and Hades had like a love child, and yeah, looks to me uh, like no, no, me, I wouldn't, no, nothing like that. I could see graphic. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it that oh. pedigree. You're giving it way too much of a pedigree. <laughs> I'm guessing not a lot of people played it because it's $18 and has never been on sale and only certain people that we know would, would pay full price yep. for this. And yeah, it's possible. <laughs> so would you recommend it at this crazy <laughs> price of $18 for four hours? <laughs> I would not recommend it at the price of $18. But when this thing drops down to five, there you go. maybe a, wait for a sale. That's a big difference. Yeah, so it I, came out it, this year too. I, it did just, come out this year. So it's, it's good for another challenge. Yes. I'm looking through the achievements, right? And so I see what you're talking about with the slides. Now, that achievement's not marked as missable, but there are other missable achievements in the game. So I, I know you mentioned there's a choice that you have to make at the end. So I imagine they're related to the choice. There's one for each one, but you can can you just go back in and choose the other? Like, you these, don't play yeah, the game these, twice. These are mislabeled. Okay. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> these are mis- PA mislabeling. Um, so the first one is, you know, one of my favorite things in games to check for idle animations. If you just sit still for like a minute, uh, your character will crack his neck and boom, you've got an achievement. Um, and then, yeah. And then these last two, uh, for setting this person free or for abandoning them to captivity. Uh, yeah, that's the choice you make at the end of the game. And when you make one choice, you just load, load that last level again, you go and you make the other choice. Uh, That is not what I consider missable. Uh, if you have uh, level select. Right. And with the other one, you can stand at any point well, I and consider, wait for yeah. that. Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I did it at the beginning of the game before too much happened, but uh, that's just because I like to sit and watch. I like to go left first. And then I like to stand still for a minute. Uh, that's how I start all my games. <laughs> this game looks like it'll be the perfect new type of game for games of gold. That's an insult, but you're not wrong. Uh, you're out of line, <laughs> but you're right. <laughs> How dare you, sir, but I can't disagree. It's like, that's what it looks like. It looks like a Games of Gold game. It's out of line, but he's not wrong. Nate, was, is there any 
game uh, that comes to mind that was the first one to do that idle animation thing? Like the first thing I think of is Sonic, where he just kind of like stomps his foot. But um, foot. Mega Man yeah. blinked. Um, I remember that. So maybe it was that. <laughs> yeah, he he would blink. The the one that I remember being like, "What was Bubsy?" Huh. Hmm. I don't I remember, remember Bubsy. He like pulls out balls of yarn okay. and starts <laughs> juggling them. Uh, yes, I think he I looks do. at his watch Super too. Nintendo. I mean, you know, he just yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I I so, yeah, had that so, so Bubsy feeling... was the one. Yeah, I, like I had that feeling from Mega Man X because he breathed, and that was weird because he's a robot. So that was just like, huh? Yeah, so smart. Wow. Yeah. Okay. You think that's area breathing? <laughs> so a quick Bing search says of uh, earliest anime or er, earliest idle animations is Android Nim. Never what? heard of that. Back in what? 1978. Um, one of the earliest games to feature an idle animation was Android Nim in 1978. I blame the Android blink, not... look around, and seemingly seemingly talk to one another until the player gives an order. I mean, we all knew uh, that for sure. I mean, my parents weren't letting me play games when I was three, so uh, I definitely <laughs> didn't see that. Android Nim. What was that on? I I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it either. Yeah, Android Nim. N I M. Thanks. Whatever console <laughs> or thing was out in 1978, I don't know. An arcade machine. Huh. Okay. That's the educational portion of the show. Yeah, because even Mario games didn't really have that, I don't think. So I'm just trying to think of something NES like. Nothing really. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go look that up. All right. um, go load up. Yeah, for me, the one I always think of, the one I always think of now, like historically, is just Bubsy because it was just fun to watch him do that, mm-hmm. and also. The different deaths, like he had cool death animations as well. <clears throat> so is Bubsy, Bubsy a, a, lim- a limbo like? Not uh, a great game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in that respect, yes. But, uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, just a platformer. It's a real clunky platformer with some crazy animations and stuck in my memory. So awesome. Well, in case if no one has anything else to add to the tale of Bistoon, uh, L. What would you like to talk about this week? I would like to talk about my poor life choices. So first of all, I have been chasing the com- uh, completion of Lake, which is leaving Game Pass on uh, December 15th. So I guess the day this comes out, you might have a chance to do this game. But so I'm going to offer some tips that I found out that will not help you unless you. Uh, Tip number one, don't yeah, play the game. Yeah. So, so I like the general idea of the game. I like the characters. I like the world. But you're this mail carrier, and the mail carrying is so cumbersome and bad and not necessary. And it just seems like it's filling time before the day ends and you get to the real meat and potatoes, which is the dialogue and the relationships you build with the people. But what I realized is that you can fast travel in the game. And I didn't really realize that until recently. Uh, there's fast travel to the top left, uh, the you know north, south, east, and west of the map. And then there's also something called autopilot, which will just make your, your van travel where you need to go by itself without you having to drive. So those two things together make it a lot easier. And I wish I knew that before. But it's very helpful to know. 
And if you follow the walkthrough on TA, it says, you know, do this, do that, and here's the dialogue <laughs> choice you have to make sure to to hit so you don't get locked out of any achievements at the end of the game. Um, but I like the game. It's, it's quirky. The voice acting's good. The main character's likable. There's a lot I like about the game. It's just, it would have been better served as maybe like Tale of Bastoon, maybe like a four-hour game. And it's filled out to more of like an eight-hour game, it seems. It just goes on and on and on. I'm almost done with it. I thought I was going to finish it before recording, but it just kept going on and on and on. Like I said, I'm up to the final stretch, and you make a manual save at the end, and then you have to go through some different things to get to uh, a few different endings, I believe. And those are the last final achievements. All right, quick quiz. Quick quiz. Does does it have a run? Okay. So, no, you have a power walk. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. How much... How much faster would you say the power, the power walk, walk is, is about uh, not much faster at all? So, so yes, when we were uh, talking about this, I went back and I launched it and I did oh, some calculations. Awesome. Um, I posted this back several, oh. about four months ago. I posted this on the discord. The, the fact I don't that I remember. did this because uh, I'm, oh, awesome. I'm crazy. Um, so what I did is I, I walked along <laughs> a long section of sidewalk uh-huh. and I timed it. And then I, I power walked. Uh, along that same or, or fancy dance walked as I call it uh, <laughs> across that other <laughs> long block. Uh, it turns out the fast walk is 1.3 times wow. faster. Um, yeah. So it's one or 1. 1.3. Uh, those are your two options. I mean, it does add up, you know, if you listen to a podcast on 1.3, you know, get through it faster. So, <laughs> but did you know about the fast travel stuff, Nate? Yes, I did. Um, but they still <laughs> put you at some really bad spots around the lake. And I swear that someone is murdering someone out at that lake and they just don't know it yet. It's creepy. There's something creepy about there's that like, game, even though there's, there's like nothing ten, creepy about the game. There's nothing creepy in it, like but there's something creepy about there. it. I mean, it seems about right. Yeah. And you couldn't even fast travel when you're not in the mail truck. So like once you make your delivery, you just hit right bumper and go right to the fast travel, go right there. So it's good to know. So, so I have a, a question okay. related to what you're saying because I'm I'm also in this boat where I I have to finish this and I'm not sure if I will finish it before two days from now or today as you're listening to this if it's the release of the show. Um, do you feel like the fact that so, so for those of you who have not played Lake in Lake you are returning back to your hometown the main character is a, a software developer in the mid 1980s. And she basically takes a two-week vacation to go sub for her dad, who's a postman or something, in the town she grew up in, I think, basically. And so you spend these two weeks in your old town reconnecting with old friends, seeing some new people, learning what's going on in the town since you left it some time ago. And each uh, section of the game is broken down into days. So you spend the day delivering mail, and then you have your interactions. And at the end of the night, depending on what you do... You get to have these interactions with different people. On Sundays, you don't have to deliver the mail. The achievements are pretty well paced from day like one to nine. And then from nine to 14, there's nothing till the last day. And I was was just wondering in your playing it now, since you're playing it, chasing this game pass completion before it goes, is that making the slog feel worse 
Or, or do you think that would matter? Like, there was another achievement on day 12 and day 13 on the way to the end. Um, w- would it feel less of a slog? I mean, if you look at the walkthrough, that's definitely what it looks like. But those days are not too long. So it's not a big deal. Okay. But the game only has, what, 10 achievements? So it's kind of... Yeah. They could have added more. <clears throat> I know what you're saying. There's a little bit of patch where you don't get anything. But they probably should have added more achievements. Even if it's mm-hmm. get through day 12 or whatever to break it up a little bit. That doesn't really bother me because I know I'm going to complete it anyway. Maybe. Hopefully. <laughs> oh, another thing. The walkthrough <laughs> gives you choices like or it'll, it'll say uh, it's very well done, by the way, except it'll tell you about the fast travel. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, it'll say like you have the choice to go out to dinner with this person or watch this person's cats or whatever. And it says, you don't have to for the achievements, but that's up to you. So either I'm stupid or I actually want to get something out of the game, but I choose to do all of these things because I want to see what the game has to offer. But if you're in a time crunch, you don't have to do these things. But I found that was the entire point of the game was these dialogue trees with these people. Did you do that stuff, Nate? Do you remember? Or did you just turn everyone down? To everyone? Um, I I did the cats. I, I you know, I, I, I did some of those things, but I didn't. I was not feeling the romance uh, really? options at all. Like I didn't want to get together with, with a guy or with a, with a girl. I didn't. I just didn't feel it. Wow. I was like, no, that's not what she's there for. She's there to connect with herself. See, I'd, love, I'd love to see uh, that so, play out that way because I did all that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I, I passed. Oh on yeah, all that I stuff. hooked uh, myself so. out to everyone. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, the the female love interest is quite a quite a hoot. She works at the video store, and uh, it's a lot of fun video covers of parodies of 1980s movies. They're very, very fun to see. I did look at every Tapped. single cover until they started oh, repeating. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's Lake. I'd love to hear some Lake opinions. I was, you know, I, was, I think it's, if it wasn't on Game Pass, I would have never bought it. So I guess I'm happy for the experience. Just feel like it could have been trimmed in half. And the game would have been better for it, or at least uh, for us achievement hunters. Um, so I'm actually off this whole week, which I'm never off. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to use this time to play, uh, you know, that that Vayner that's leaving a record of Lodos War. But no, no, I am not a smart man. And I have spent the entire day playing a game called Cruise Brothers. Now, the reason I started picking up Cruise Brothers is it's very good for the 12 Days of Christmas challenge, specifically the level day. And, you know, what I didn't realize is you have to basically go through the whole story and you have to level up enough to unlock these areas to get uh, the level achievements. Now, the problem is I had played this game the other day, and then when I loaded, booted it up today... It said I was at level zero again. So I'm like, oh, crap. Did I lose my progress? And then I quit out and booted back in, and my progress came back. So that was good. Except now I got worried. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to beat this game in one sitting because I don't want to have to lose progress and go through it again. So this is another one like Lake where... It's just longer than it has to be. I had no idea. The estimation says five to eight hours. 
It looks like my final time was seven hours. So this is a, a, a fighting game. It looks just like a Street Fighter type of game. The only difference is there's no jumping and there's no kicking. So all four buttons are some sort of punch. It's a heavy punch and light punch, etc., etc. There's special moves. So you're, you're supposed to be boxing, but a lot of these characters have guns and all kinds of weird stuff. This game, I believe, is made by Portuguese developers. But the voice acting is all in English. And let me tell you, the voice acting is terrible. It is like B-level bad. However, it's like the type of bad that is almost good. Like, I could not wait to see what happened next in this dumb story. I didn't skip any of the cutscenes. I watched the whole thing play out. And it was just quite the story. Uh, you don't have to be good at fighting games to play this game. You could just mash all the buttons and you'll win all the fights handily. And then in the challenge modes, uh, there's a hidden character uh, named Cavaro that you just highlight the Faust character and press X and you unlock Cavaro. And then you just button mash B and you shoot a gun and tackle them and you'll win without even looking at the screen. So you could play this game passively, but there's just a lot of things you have to do. And a lot of the fights are like five or six wins you have to get. So it's instead of just winning two out of three, you have to win six times in one fight. So it's just very time consuming. Um, but overall, oh, and the big thing about this game, the main reason a lot of people play this game is that it's worth 5,000 gamer score. So there's been title updates. Yeah. What? <laughs> this followed the Zitalon trend and this very quickly got 5,000 gamer score. That's yeah. insane. I, I knew the game was trash. I knew Corey streamed it forever ago, and I knew it's something that's like, oh, I'm never going to touch this. I had no idea it was one of those games that followed that trend of having way too many title updates, yep. more than it deserved. Yeah, when Corey did that, it was just a base game. And for what it was, it was fine. Title updates don't add much, except for those challenges. Uh, overall, honestly, I didn't hate it. I know it's terrible, You're the but I one. didn't hate it. I, I, I mean, I, I went through it all. I found it monotonous. I don't know. I have a soft spot for bad things, I guess. And bad gameplay, bad writing, bad voice acting. But I couldn't stop playing it. Oh, the funniest thing in this game is like, say a character has uh, a tattoo that says Navy, for example, and you're facing, <laughs> you know, it'll say Navy. But if the character's facing from right to left, <laughs> it'll just be transposed and you'll see it, the, the writing backwards. <laughs> It's so funny. Yeah. Wow. And this is and a lot of characters have writing on their shirts and on their bodies. And it's just if they're facing the other way, they're just That's a new yeah, level it's of bad. I'm like, what were they thinking? <laughs> they should have just taken off all the writing when when they when this was apparent. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you uh I'll let everybody else play that one. I don't need that in my life. I don't know if I could recommend it, but if you're the type of person that likes five thousand gamer score games there's worse, I guess. Uh, the game is a $10 game. I remember a couple of weeks ago, it was a dollar for a dollar. I think it's worth it for sure. $10, not so much. Well, for a dollar, it's kind of hard not to recommend something no matter how yeah. bad it is. I don't know. I Tell don't us know. your thoughts. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, still, that's still a tough stuff. Uh, a dollar and I have to play it? I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just okay. Saying. 
how far did I just, just <laughs> knowing the community and who we're talking to right now? I know there's plenty of people that would be interested in that, especially for a dollar. I, I know we were going with that. I think I got to the first level achievement. Done, and I said, done. no, 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 there has to, there has to be, there has to be something else. I don't care if I have to buy it. Uh, and I found uh, Wolfenstein, the old blood. Uh, that was actually fun. And I got every level based achievement I needed. I think I needed six more or something like that. I got them all done by the end of the second level of that game. And I actually had a good time. So I actually thought about playing more and I said, nope, I mean, I'm going to see this for the next time I need It is good for contests. I'll say that. But like I said, I was worried about the stupid losing my progress, which probably would have been a blessing because I wouldn't have played it all day on my day off. <laughs> but I don't know. What a way to spend a day off. Yeah, but the, you know, I got to watch some stuff on my phone at the same time because you really don't have to pay too much attention. But the story was just hilarious. The voice acting is so bad. But there are these uh, comic book strip uh, cutscenes that I did enjoy the art style. I did enjoy the what was going on. It wasn't complete trash. I feel like you're lying. Ah. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to make myself feel better about playing this all day. Caught me some slack, Kenny. <laughs> ah, the Cruz brothers. Yes. I think it's... Yeah, and then I... Just for the heck of it, I, I turned the language to Portuguese and I started up the story to see if it would be in Portuguese. And the comic strip is in Portuguese, but then the voice acting was still in English. So I found that was that was weird. That's a decision. It might have been better with Portuguese voice acting and English subtitles, honestly. Because just it just felt like they were reading what was on there. There was no inflection and no emotion. Like, oh, I have to go through the fight today. Like, oh, my God. Just play this game. You'll enjoy it. I'm good. You could write some fanfic about it, too. It's a good time. All right. Well, if you're done yeah, with that. that's the Cruz brothers. Hermanos de Cruz. Well, in that case, I'm going to Did go you play next. a game, Kenny? And Woo. I did. I played a brand new uh, game as of recording. It came out yes, uh, today. No, yesterday. Today. Something like that. One of the uh, game I played was High on Life. Now, if you don't know anything about this game, Somehow, this is published and developed by Squanch Games, or more notably, the people that do Rick and Morty. So, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to this question, but do you guys watch Rick and Morty? No. No. Nope. That's what I figured. I, on the other hand, however, am a Rick and Morty fan. I really do. I like that show. I'm not the biggest fan of stupid humor, but they do it right. Uh, I enjoy the humor on Rick and Morty. And if you enjoy that humor, you're going to like this game. Now, it is a first-person shooter. And the real like uh, niche of the game, the thing that really stands out, is that your weapons talk to you. And being that it's the developer the creators of Rick and Morty. It has that dumb, stupid, funny humor to it uh, throughout the entire game. Um, The story, (laughs) the story to it is that aliens have invaded earth because 
they are capturing the humans that basically turn them into drugs for themselves. And you are now on a quest with this talking gun named Kenny to go stop the stop the evil aliens known as the G3. And yeah, that that's the story of the game. I haven't beaten it yet, especially considering it came out yesterday. So I just have not had the time to be able to get through it all. Um, I did actually stream this, and by the time you're hearing this, the stream will be up on the YouTube channel if you want to check it out. Uh, it was like a, I had I streamed it for like two and a half hours or something like that. So if you are someone interested in it, you can watch that and get a idea of if you actually want to play it or not. Um, have any of you guys played this yet, or have any interest in playing this? I have played this. I, I put in about um. Four hours, all total, um, and it is interesting. <laughs> um, I have to hide it the second my daughter comes anywhere nearby. Uh, oh, because yes, it is filthy. Uh, uh, so many f bombs uh, that so I just many. became desensitized within the first f and three minutes. Um, <laughs> no. And uh, it it plays a lot like a Vayner. Um, so there, there is some Vayner potential. They even mentioned the double jump, uh, which you don't have. Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. This, so here's the thing about this game. Um, you need to not be distracted. If you're going to, if you're going to enjoy this game, uh, you need to not be distracted and you need to pay attention to everything. Yes. Um, so it starts out in, in your bedroom and you're playing like a low res kind of Duke Nukem first person shooter game. And you're, and they're, they're basically, setting the bar very low. Uh, and you're just like, oh, this thing looks like garbage, blah, blah, blah. It's kind of funny <laughs> uh, that what they're setting you up with and what they're talking about while you're playing the game is a little bit funny, but that's when the F-bombs start. Uh, and then um, it goes from that, it transitions from that into this gorgeous 3D first-person shooter world that you're in. And I was it just blown away. Very good. I was just blown away by that contrast. And I, and from that moment on, I was just like, wow, the visuals um, and the gameplay are really good uh, for, <laughs> for a Rick and Morty game. I'm, I'm impressed with the, uh, with the controls and the jumping. It's not as um, tight as journey to the savage planet. No, it's not, it's not off by much. Um, it's real close. Um, and it's, it's totally got that vibe. If you like journey to the savage planet, this has got that vibe, but with F words. Um, and a lot of uh, you really want to pay attention. They they have gone to such detail at the very beginning of the game, and I hope it I hope it stays throughout that you uh just doing the things you would normally do, they totally rip into you for doing. Uh let's say you're you're <laughs> you're in this you're in this village, you're talking to a villager, they start to tell you their life story about what the parents are doing, and you start to walk away and they're like, oh, oh. Oh, okay. I guess you don't want to know. <laughs> and then they I did that by accident, and I was yes. rolling when they started insulting me for walking and, away. <laughs> and so I immediately went back to them, started talking again, and then walked away again. And they had a different thing that they said, and um, it was hilarious. And then I was in a pawn shop, and I was like talking to the one guy, and then I made the mistake of trying to go pick up the item that I wanted from behind the counter. And then all of a sudden, he made a comment of the fact that I'm walking on his counter. And then he, yes. he tells he tells his 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 coworker, uh, and so I go over and I stand in front of the coworker, and I just start walking up and down the counter, and I start jumping on the shelves. I just started to see what have they put in this game for me to hear, what have they put in this game for me to just do, 
Um, and my goodness, uh, you have to, if you really want to enjoy this game, if you really want to get everything they put into it, and they put a ton of work into the voice acting, into the detail, into the mm-hmm. uh, the ripping of, of gamers, <laughs> they totally dress us down, and it, it is it is really good. Um, you, you're really going to have to spend time with this game. Um, yeah. If you, if you spend time with this game, you're going to be rewarded by digging into the story. If you're into it for that, if that doesn't sound good to you at all, <laughs> just go ahead play something else. But if you, if you really want to enjoy this game and you're enjoying it so far, pay attention to everything in the world. Look at all the pictures in the house. There's Look a at, lot of detail. Yes. There's a ton of detail everywhere. Uh, this game is just chock full of stuff. Um, and, and so I recommend that you do that. And just it gets to the point where you're going to fight some people, but rather than go up and just go guns blazing, you sneak up so that you can hear the in, insane conversation that they're having and you <laughs> wait for them to finish. You wait for them to finish. You're going to go get uh, a weapon and you're like, you're going to this hideout and you're going to bust through the door, but you're, you're way too interested in the conversation that you're hearing through the door that you don't want to progress the game. So this game is going to take longer. Oh, 100%. it should, because I'm going to try to listen to most of the conversations. It's insane. Uh, I was not expecting to to be this into it, and uh, it, it's pulled me in. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to be giving more time to this, and I am going to be taking my time at least until I get tired of it. Uh, unlike the Cruise Brothers, which I stopped listening to the story in the first five minutes. <laughs> um, this I am, I'm paying like total attention to, and I, I want to hear other people's experiences with this because this is just insane. If this game were to ever get an award at the game show or game awards, the award that would most fit this is game with the most personality to it. Like just everything that you talk to every alien that you walk up to there's, it's like a dialogue branch of they'll say this, that, and the other thing they'll comment on the, on whatever to the point where uh, if you're trying to shoot an NPC with your gun, if it's not an actual bad guy, bad guy, your gun will straight up refuse to shoot and be like, and will say something to the effect of like, you know, we don't actually have to kill everyone. Hey, psychopath, you don't need to kill him. How about we would just let this one live? Like everything that you do, you get comments mm-hmm. on it, and it mm-hmm. makes it makes the game so interesting, and it's it's just different. It's a different type of game. It's just all the things they thought of that like, oh, this the player will do this. Let's let's say something about that. Oh, the player might do this. Let's say something about it. Um it's just it, to me the dialogue tree is crazy. Like I don't know how they're going to fit all that in. One word to the of warning, there are uh missables. Missables that will require you because of the type of game it is to yeah. do a full playthrough again. So if you only want to play this game once, um you you might want to look for those missables. Put, write down some notes, say, oh, okay, I'm going to go do this first, and then I'll do that, uh, and, and that will allow you to cut down your time. Uh, there are difficulty modes. I'm playing normal. There's a story Same. difficulty. So if you have to do a second playthrough, it might not be bad because you're going to be familiar with the game. Drop it down the story. Just fly through it. Uh, so that, that is an option. Yeah. And <laughs> if you look at the achievement list, it's kind of basic a lot of it is very much for you know just defeating this boss obtaining this weapon blah 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 it doesn't go out of its way too much and have anything unique however there are some uh 
there, no, I shouldn't say some, there is one particular achievement that, uh, I think it can get you banned on Twitch. There's an achievement to stand in the, in the strip club, the alien strip club for 15 hours. I read the solution for that. I don't know if it's glitched or not, but it, you, you don't think you really have to stay there for 15 hours. There is however, nudity okay, I didn't in, some, in some of the, the, either the commercials or the movie that they play. They have a, a movie that contains Denise Richards, and what's his face? Uh, Paul um, Walker. Paul Walker. That they show. Yeah, and apparently it's like an actual like B tier horror movie. I think is what Chewie said. It's called Tammy and the T Rex. Yeah. Um, I and the- they in the house they have a poster of that movie, and I looked at I even in my stream I looked at it, I went oh I bet that's like a joke off of something, and then like I turn around and on the living room TV it's actually being played. It's just like oh wait, that's an actual real movie. Like yeah, that, you're watching that's an very movie. surprising. Just like they did with um, uh, fill me in. You, you know what I'm talking about. Um, the author horror game. Why can't I think of it? I don't know what you're talking about. Microsoft game. <laughs> the media. Uh, crap. People are screaming at me. No older. Got a sequel. <laughs> he uses a flashlight to, to shoot. Alan Wake. Yes. Alan Wake. Alan yeah. Wake, thank you. Just like Alan Wake, how they put the commercials yeah, in. I remember that. Thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Alan Wake. And also, um, oh, forget it. I'm not going to, I'm going to mention other games because I'm forgetting them all right now. Um, uh, but yeah, so they, they, they're big fans of putting like movies and games and like TV shows. And uh, just like that, there's this thing. You see Denise Richards, that's a cheerleader doing this practice. And then Paul Walker walks up. And I'm like, we're actually watching a movie here. Uh, that is insane. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, that was the kind of thing where, I knew nothing about what was going on in that movie. Uh, I honestly, I didn't even recognize the people that were in that. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I know. I don't know movies. I don't know actors. I'm young. Blah blah blah. But like, I was um. watching that, <laughs> and about a minute into it, I'm like, I just feel like I'm about to get banned on Twitch if I keep watching this movie. <laughs> so I, just, I like, just like turned away. I'm like, I'm not watching this now. Uh, as someone who who likes all the dialogue, L, are you intrigued by this at all? Oh man, this this could be F, yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so wait, yeah, Kenny, well, <clears throat> that's perfect for you then. So did you know who Paul Walker is now? Um, I won't say that. Uh, I oh, know right. of him. I know he was in Fast and okay. Furious. Very good. Yes. <laughs> I figured you would have at least seen the first couple of those. I'm surprised if you haven't. I've seen part of the first. That's just never a series, a movie okay. series I've like ever wanted know, to watch. I, mean, so. I know you, yeah, no. hate cars and like nothing. I know to the names. Car, cars. When you're talking about those two, those two people, <laughs> right. I knew the names, okay. but like That's I fine. don't actually. That's fine. That's fine. Know them. Now, have uh, I ever played Trover Saves the Universe? No. Because it's the other game by Squanch, and I was just curious if, seeing as you haven't played it, like, is this something that might interest you in exploring it? Because it is the same team behind it. (laughs) I don't know if it's the same gameplay, but I imagine that the humor and the presentation are really central to what they're doing. Because I'm not really hearing a whole lot about 
uh, all this huge praise for the gameplay itself. It's really the the world building and the characters and and that sort oh, of stuff. Yeah. So does this make you interested in checking that out? I know it's say you didn't have to pay for it. Don't worry about price tag. I'm just curious if that changes your mind on that or or you're just kind of into this where it is just for for high on life. Oh, I absolutely would love to play Trover Saves the Universe. Literally, the only reason why I'm playing High on Life and not Trover is because High on Life is on Game Pass and I don't have to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a full play- price game. It's a $60 game. Had, if this uh, wasn't on Game Pass, I would be waiting for a sale. Trover, if yeah, that goes to Game Pass, I'm going to play that. I wouldn't not play Trover. Um, if, it, if it fell into my lap, sure, I'd try it. In fact, I think they actually have characters in this game that are <clears throat> like uh, homages to to those characters. Um, it's pretty early on in the game, too. I, I, I think that it has something to do with Trover. The guy guarding the door, I, I, that's the guy I think that is, is related to Trover. But I could be wrong. I just, I'm just doing that based off of cover art and little clips I saw. Yeah, I know Corey played Trover and talked about on the show uh, probably about two years or so ago now. Yeah, so... Who exactly tweeted out? Who, who's the studio? Squanch Games. Okay. Squanch. Yeah. So they tweeted out. A, yeah. They tweeted out. Here. You know, be careful when streaming because of the nudity and all that. So I yeah. was reading the comments of that tweet, and a lot of people commented that there's this room that you can get stuck in. So I guess beware of this. A lot of people commented on this. So. I think if you, you die in a certain in. boss room, well, it's possible. Um, you can't proceed. You have to start the whole game over. You get stuck. Yeah. Well, they did just patch it today too. So, and I saw that oh, there were some updates. Already? So, it, it might be patched by the time people okay. get to that. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised. I was yeah. There's already a patch out. So, it may address that issue. It may not, but it seems like they will address it at some point. So, remember when we were young yeah. and you had to buy the finished product under. <laughs> Uh, right. yeah, there was no <laughs> unbelievable that seems like something yeah I don't know what room you're talking about I've killed the first two bosses and I haven't come across that so it's either I didn't have that problem or it's after that yeah alright oh so is there a lot of um, yeah. drug humor I guess based on the title not drug humor but they talk about drugs a lot like, yes. um, yeah, it's not humorous, but, but um, you know, uh, imaginary drugs, oh. like they don't talk about crack cocaine <laughs> and, and heroin and all that. They, they talk about, uh, you know, doing a marijuana. They, they talk about, uh, like aliens as oh. drugs it gives them life. Yeah. Back to like a comment that Michelle made. Um, yeah, you're not going to see anyone really praising this game for its gameplay. The gameplay in and of itself is mediocre the personality there is like S tier is an S T S tier personality game in a C maybe B tier shooter. And as of right now on uh, TA, it has a four and a half star rating. So I give it a solid B in the, in the shooter. It's not bad by any means, but if it, if you had this gameplay in, in like a, I guess you could say like a generic space shooter or military shooter. Like it would be an absolute nothing of a game. 
how would you compare it to Bioshock? Because I feel like the uh, controls are better than Bioshock controls. So I haven't significantly played Bioshock. I've only played, I played it the first one when it was new and I played it for a couple of hours and didn't like it. And I've never went back to the series to the series. So I can't really comment on that. I mean, I imagine it's better than Bioshock, but it's also like what? 15 years. Hopefully newer? someone gets to comment on oh, Bioshock. Okay. All right. Yeah. Michelle, what game would you like to talk about? Speaking of B tier shooters that are A tier other things. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Bioshock Remastered. So, funny you should ask. Um, Bioshock is, it, it fits that definition, right? It's not like shooter mechanic wise. It's not great. And I was actually surprised in playing the remastered version of it. So, just to take a step back. Uh, I played Bioshock. It was one of the first, first games I played on my Xbox in 2008-ish. And I love Bioshock. And it's shocking to me how many people I know that never really played it um, because it's such a classic and is so well regarded. Uh, And so it was felt like it was time I was gifted the game, but the remastered version three or four years ago. And I just, I actually had it show up on my random to-do list. And for those of you familiar with Bioshock remastered, it is both the original game as it initially came out uh, with remastered visuals. And they added a couple of things. They added this museum where you can see some concept art and there's some uh, information there about the concept art and where that was in the process. They've added uh, film reels you can find throughout some of the levels where there's director's commentary with Jeff Keighley, uh, as well as Ken Levine and some of the other folks who worked on the game. And then there is also the there are also these protector trials they added, and I haven't played them as yet. But to my understanding, the protector trials are uh, certain pre set out stages you have to go through in a certain amount of time. And my random to do list achievement happened to definitely be for one of those. But before jumping into doing those, I figured, let me go back into the campaign because I haven't played the game in 10, 12 years, however long it's been. And Bioshock is very much a shooter of its time. You jump with the Y button. Why? Weird. Like it, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel intuitive or when you're playing. And to my surprise, you still jump with the Y button. And it's not like Halo where there's you could pick the legacy control model if you prefer. The legacy controls, like the controls are still what they are, at least so far as what I saw. Uh, but man, Bioshock is is it is so good at creating atmosphere. And my plea to those of you, like I know, Kenny, you said you kind of started in, eh, you wouldn't feel it. L, I know you started and stopped with it a hundred times. Um, Bioshock, if you're going to play Bioshock, similarly to what you were saying about uh, High on Life earlier, it needs to be paid attention to. Everything about Bioshock is its atmosphere. It's uh, immersion feeling like you're in that space of rapture and what's happening there and we're far enough away from the release of it like I know for the folks that are like just spoil everything they want you to just spoil everything but a lot of people actually haven't played it even if they know what happened like that moment in the game when you get there if you play really play the game and pay attention to it and give it give it your full attention it is so so good and I was mentioning this to Elle earlier in the week, 
that when I sat down to replay it, I, I honestly couldn't tell you because I haven't turned on the 360 version of Bioshock to compare. But I couldn't tell you if the graphics are that much improved. I'm sure they they are. But Bioshock looked good for its time. But everything about the atmosphere is bringing me right back to how I felt when I first played the game, which is a pretty awesome thing because you can't re-experience something you experienced for the first time, right? Like mm-hmm. you only get that moment once. And so while descending into Rapture the first time wasn't quite the way it was the very first time I played the game, like just the sound design and, and sitting there and really watching it. And it's been a while since I've really set myself to like, I'm going to enjoy a narrative based game. Like it all felt like good. The sound design is is just great when you have uh, throughout Bioshock and Rapture, there are these folks that have everyone in Rapture has these plasmids. They're sort of like magical skills, but people get them through injecting uh, the plasmids into themselves. And in Rapture, they're, the enemies are called splicers. These are people who've used too many plasmids. And they they sort of, they talk, but it's like chirping. It's this sort of um, repeated text, like, why are you here? What are you doing? And just hearing that from like behind you and to your side and all this stuff while you're trying to figure out what is it that you're there to do, it is so good. So I just want to put this out there again as somebody replaying it again and enjoying that part of it again. Yes, it is not the best shooter. Solid B, maybe. And it may not even be that good. <laughs> but that's not the strength of Bioshock. It is all that other stuff. And that's why I'm interested in Judas. It looks so much like Bioshock that it's almost a little bit too close because it's not a Bioshock game. But if they can pull that together and and reintroduce that sort of feeling of freshly exploring this space that would be awesome even if the gameplay isn't super duper top notch bioshock is like one of those games that are in the backlog i know we just had that question of what's the game in your backlog that's one of them someone bought that for me a while ago i have the remastered and i don't know how the story goes i've had it hasn't been spoiled for me and like you were saying, I know it is just such a story rich and atmospheric rich game with, you know, just meh, gameplay mechanics. It's story rich, but not it's not overwhelming. Like as somebody who's played Mass Effect, but doesn't like love it the way people do. It's Mass Effect's overwhelming because you're not just following that particular story strand. You're building that. a whole world. Bioshock is this one particular story strand. So it's not as overwhelming in that sense, but that also may feel narrow for folks that prefer that sort of more broad world building. Oh, that's so good. Uh, the achievements are not different at all, by the way, other than those protector trial achievements. So if you go in to play the game, there is a difficulty achievement. You can still get this by swapping the difficulty at the very last second of the game and getting the game played on the highest difficulty. Uh, there is... There are a couple missable achievements. If you go and uh, look at TA, there are audio logs you have to collect. There's a list of them. There are five that are missable. Two are in one location, three are in the other. Just put that in the back of your brain. Just enjoy. It is not a game to play with a guide because anytime you play a game with a guide, you're referencing the guide and you're missing out on staying with the game and with the world. But none of that's changed. So if you're familiar with it, it's it's not bad. It's not a super difficult completion 
Um, and and yeah, I I'm just I'm loving it a second time, which is great. Like I'm having a really good time re-exploring Rapture. All right. Well, if no one has anything else to comment on the game showcase, let's go ahead and get it into some sales. Uh, Michelle, would you like to go first? Sure. Since Bioshock can be a little uh, weighty at times, a couple of not so uh, not so heavy sort of games. Uh, I'd like to recommend Glass Masquerade Two. If you've played Glass Masquerade One, it's more of the same. But if you haven't, Glass Masquerade Two uh, and Glass Masquerade One task you with building puzzles from stained glass. Essentially, sometimes the puzzles get to be a little tricky because the shapes of the pieces don't always look like they match where they're supposed to go. But believe me, it all works. It's relaxing. I think just about everyone who's played it has commented something to the effect of, oh, this is a game like I'd play at the end of the night. I'd do one puzzle. I think, Kenny, you kind of had that experience when you were playing it. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a really good end of the night game, something to just kind of relax you and something to do before bed. Yeah, so it is two thirty nine, marked down from eleven ninety nine. It's twelve to fifteen hours according to TA. Well worth two thirty nine for sure. Um, the other one oh, I'd like for to, sure. yeah, uh, the other one I'd like to recommend. I have not played it myself. Uh, is long ago a puzzle tale. This is three forty nine down from six ninety nine. It is only a one to two hour game, and there is a walkthrough on TA. And from looking at the walkthrough, this looks like one of those games in the style of like a Hitman Go or Friday the Thirteenth Killer Puzzle where if the solutions are all up, left, right, down, down, left, right, A. So it's not a hard completion. It seems to be quick, but I like to try these games legit until somewhere about 75% through when my brain just can't handle the puzzles anymore. All right. Uh, Nate, what would you like to recommend? Yeah, I'm going to recommend uh, three games that I haven't played. Uh, <laughs> Running on Magic is $2.50 down for five. It's a platformer. Uh, TA says it takes about two hours. Um, the funny thing about this platformer is it's one of those left to right, constantly scrolling. It's, it's a very slow scroll. Uh, <laughs> but like, if you stand still, you'll, you'll get pushed off the, you know, you get pushed off edges and stuff like that. So you kind of have to navigate obstacles as the screen is scrolling. And a funny thing that happens during the gameplay video I saw is that someone runs up and runs ahead of you and wants to talk to you, uh, and you can't stop and talk to them. And then <laughs> it start running alongside of you, uh, and they're out of breath and then you end up passing them. I just it looks kind of crazy to me. I I like the uh the look of the graphics. They're they're you know eight bit or whatever. Check it out. Uh, it's you know, like I said, two fifty uh, for a platformer. It's two hours. Uh, maybe it's up your alley. Next up, Rack and Ruin. Uh, two dollars down from ten. It looks like a twin stick uh, shoot 'em up. Uh, I you know how I have a soft spot for those. Um, I don't know much about the game. Uh, you know the story or anything. Um, it looks mm, if you're into that category uh throw it on the pile and finally uh rico uh breakout bundle is seven dollars down from 23 this is a first person shooter roguelite uh, it's 10 to 12 hours uh if you end up getting this and you want to server proof it there are only two uh, relatively simple online achievements uh so you knock those out pretty quickly and then you're server proof and if, you know then you want to go do something else come back to this later go for it uh, it's cheaper than the game by itself, uh, and the bundle doesn't add any extra achievements. It just gives you more stuff. Um, there you go. All right. And how about you, Al? All right. Of course, I have to recommend Guacamelee 2. Uh, it is $5 down from 20 
and the two DLCs are like $3 combined, not even. So if you haven't played Glock 2, uh, you should. Uh, the other one I wanted to recommend is Ultimate Ski Jumping 2020. It is $2.50 down from 10 A fairly easy completion, uh, especially if you have use of uh, a nephew that might come over and help you finish uh, the one grand achievement to win 250 times. Other than that, not too bad. And I'm pretty upset that we didn't get an Ultimate Ski Jumping 2021, 2022, etc. Just, just, you know, lost opportunity there. Lost opportunity. All right. Well, if you like your free games, you can go to Games of Gold. Uh, available until the end of the month is Colt Canyon. And available tomorrow, if you're listening to this, day one is Bladed Fury, which we did a 90-minute stream on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash achievementhunting101. So you can check it out there to get an idea of what you're in for if you if you actually decide to play the game instead of just download and add it to the collection. But we also have some Game Pass news available now, as we just talked about, high on life. We also available now is also Potion Craft, uh, Rainbow Billy, The Curse of the Leviathan, and not necessarily a game, but there's a lot of benefits. Riot Games it has had a partnership with uh, Microsoft and now you can get all the champions 20% XP boost when you play the game for the games Valorant, League of Legends, Team Fight Tactics, uh, Legends of Runeterra, and League of Legends Wild Rift, if that's something different. I don't actually know. I don't play those games. But yeah, link your Xbox profile to your Riot account and... You can get a whole bunch of crap if you actually play those games. I can't imagine there's too many people listening to this that plays those games, but nonetheless, that is a huge addition to uh, PC Game Pass. You'd be surprised. I would be surprised. I, I mean, I'm sure there's someone in the Discord that plays either League of Legends or Valorant or something, but for the most part, I imagine our community does not really touch those games. Or... But or grass. Either way. <laughs> yes. Or grass. They don't touch grass unless they're high in life. It's true. Mm. There's the title. Either mm. way, let's get into some into Brag Camp. Take it away, Michelle. All right. In Brag Camp, we have completions. Ems Fergie has reached 200 completed games. Happy Moguls is at 400 completed games and is joined there by Seamus McLimey. Ace has reached 600 games completed. Wild West at 950 games completed. Alicia at 1,000 completed games, which is an awesome special milestone. Congratulations. And Magic Monkey at 1,600 completed games. Good job, everybody. Good job, everybody, even. Wow. It's a lot of games. In streaks, Legohead 1977 and Koosh Moose have 50-day achievement win streaks. Uh, Desert Fox... 420 is currently on a 100 day streak, as is EOJ. R is Lucas, or I'm sorry, Luke 17,000. It's currently on a 350 day achievement win streak. Mr. Roboto with 400, as is M's Fergie. Wild West 08 with 500. Fluttery Chicken with 950. Sincere Seeker 6 with 1,000. And Elroy OMJ. Love that guy. With 1,000. Been a while. 1,950 days. Been a while. 
In gamer score, Johnny Delicious has hit 100,000 gamer score. Hurricane Dale has hit 200,000. Fluttery Chicken and M's Fergie has hit 300,000. Crazy Catman has hit 550,000. Beast Metal, 800,000. Ace has hit 900,000. And Lucas, 1987, has hit 2.7 million gamer score. Yeah. Good job, Lucas. In leaderboards, Crazy Catman is now in the top 20 of the TA Difference leaderboard for Party. Luke, 17,000, is now in the top 2,000 of the TA Difference leaderboard. Soul Revivalist is hitting up all the survival leaderboards. He is uh, top five in USA Achievements 1 leaderboard. And the aforementioned Lucas1987 went crazy, is now number one in completed games for Dodgeball, which I'm pretty sure Elroy was was number one over there. So he's number one in Dodgeball, in uh, Gamerscore, TA, and completed games. But the big one he hit was number one in Gamerscore for Action, which is a huge genre. Wow. And that seems to be the... uh, the genre that a lot of games are just kind of put in as a placeholder. Impressive. So a lot of games in there. Yep. So good job, Lucas. Very good job. I think maybe he was holding on to all these things for the last month of Better Completions Matter, but I'm not quite sure. I know he's pretty active there. Mm-hmm. Well, that ex- would explain yeah, all that the makes gamer sense. score bump, jumps. Or le- leaderboard jumps. All right. Well, that will about do it for us this week thank you all for listening as always you can check out all of the links for all of our socials and our patreon and discord and whatnot down in the show notes be sure to read listen uh be sure to read those l gives away one of his personal games each week to one lucky person who reads the, that who is reads absolutely notes. correct so wait what out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah 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 it's certain he t- he told me there'll absolutely be a code in, in the notes uh, from L mm-hmm. well done big L <laughs> yes with that thank you all for listening class is dismissed see y'all next week so long Bye-bye. farewell buoy. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> <laughs> World premiere. Welcome back to the 18th episode of One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List, a segment where we take a look at achievement lists of a couple of games, one that reeks of elderberries and one that makes it hard to resist certain temptation. <laughs> what exactly makes those lists good or bad? Well, that's what we will be discussing. This is One List, Two List, Bad List, Good List. I am Elroy OMJ, and I am joined today by an individual who is surrounded by bread as he makes his bread. He is. <laughs> I'm Eagle Montoya. Uh, is that one a little better? That one is a little bit better. <laughs> and, and apropos. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Surrounded by bread while I'm making the bread. That's it. <laughs> It's winning right there. That is what we define winning as. Yeah, yeah. Do you go home smelling like bread? Uh, I have not been told <laughs> that, but oh, okay. I suspect that I do. <laughs>
Yeah. Is it like a good smelling bread or is it like that nasty subway stench that like if you mm. just walk within 10 meters of a of a subway, like you just reek of that? No, it is definitely smell. good smelling bread okay. um, because we actually uh, don't use any preservatives, no artificial additives, anything uh. like that. It is 100% uh, I get what what we like to refer to as a clean label. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> not that Subway's not clean. <laughs> I don't know. I, well, I don't our, think they, spon- I don't think they sponsor the show. I don't think they're a sponsor. So yeah, they suck. Right. Yeah, they they stink until yeah. they become a sponsor, in which case they're the best. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, like seriously, I hate the smell of that crap, man. The the I can I could smell someone that's been to like a subway. I can smell them out. Like like it, I if, if a student brings like a subway sandwich into my room. Oh, I can smell it out. It's just reeks. really, yeah. And I have a, I mean, I, have a I thing guess about it, it. it. I guess it kind of makes sense because um, you know we do every day, um, and especially on Mondays. So what we do is we we kind of compare our our product to our competitors' product, mm-hmm. and part of that comparison with the leadership team is mm-hmm. you know we we have to smell the bread. You know, and and bread does have very distinct odors to it, depending on what you use to make it. <laughs> mm. And you can definitely tell differences in various products. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I think probably if I was to guess, Subway uses a uh, bleach and dirty socks. If I'm guessing to make their bread, so. <laughs> dirty gym socks, <laughs> dirty gym socks with a side of bleach. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. I see we all learn. That was the educational portion. (laughs) And speaking of dirty gym socks. (laughs) Yes. Oh, nice. Nice. All right. So I get the bad game this week. And so this one is one that I'm pretty passionate about, to be honest. And this is one that it's probably one. I would say it's my most disappointing game of the year in the sense that I wanted something and it did not deliver. So I think that's why this game is bad is the expectations and what actually, and what actually came from it, I guess. So my bad game is no other than me being the beat em up connoisseur. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowbunga Collection. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, yes. Published by Konami. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA start. And it's right now $40. Not sure why, but it's $40. <laughs> I mean, I guess if it was, yeah, it'd be worth the $40 if they did it right, maybe. And uh, other than being a beat 'em up, there's really nothing good I can say about this game. I, I hate it. I don't. I do. I, I just hate this game. And let me explain why. Again, these expectations. So again, I am a beat 'em up. You know, I'm at the forefront of the beat 'em up landscape. And so when I read that there was going to be this TMNT collection of all the their games coming out. 
I was super excited. I was like, I'm, whoa, okay, okay. And, you know, I, I was like, this is going could be my most, you know, my favorite game of the year. And, and, uh, <laughs> this is gonna, yeah, this is gonna be a, an enjoyable time. In fact, when I was at Achievement Fest, I played through a game that was going to be featured on here and, and I played through it and got the hardest achievement in it. And I thought, oh, I hope I don't forget before, you know, when, before this thing comes out. Because then I could use the same muscle memory to get through it on this one. You know, something like that. That's kind of what I had in my brain. And <laughs> there's, you know, with a collection tag on it, I thought, ah, maybe we'll get a game with, you know, like 3,000 gamer score in it. Like like the Spyro collection game, the Ezio Ash Creed game. Uh, like a beat 'em up collection uh, that mirrors that, or better yet, I was thinking the king, the the best collection game ever made, hands down, rare replay. I was thinking maybe we would have a rare replay type situation. Um, I know there's a lot of people that uh, you know disagree with rare replay, but to me it is clearly the best collection game, where it has 200 achievements in it. 200 achievements in this game and it's worth 4,000 gamer score. 4,000. 200 achievements, 4,000 gamer score. And it has, in fact, I should just do a whole freaking segment on this game because it, it, it is a good list. All right. And this game brought all these really epic ways of playing old games in new ways. Right. So they introduced like game modes where you have to like, you know, like they have those achievements where, it's like a thematic you know, who steal the diamond because a lot of the games had diamonds in them, or, you know, or or escape in time where you have like games where you have to get somewhere really fast and you have to get out of there in a certain time, stuff like that. Something in that ballpark. All right, it didn't even have to be that ballpark. Just the same sport, or at least a a, a sport at all. Like that's not what we got. Okay, we did not get anything. Like a rare replay situation. <laughs> they. Not even close. <laughs> they. Uh, uh, technically speaking. They crapped the bed. They did. They crapped the bed. They had this wonderful. Thing in front of them. They had this amazing collection of games. That they could have done so much with. They could have done so much with it. You have these 13 games. Like 13 games that you could have done something with make make people want to play it give them a like a, a interesting way to play it where a different game mode or something or something something there's 13 games to work with they're all you know different games and people have a lot of nostalgia for these games people would be willing to put some time in on it and just enjoy it so you got 13 games and they're all worth 1,000 gamer score. So 13 games, 1,000 gamer scores. Okay, okay. Not a death now. Not, I mean, it's not preferred. Maybe we could up that a little bit, but maybe each achievement's worth like five points or something like that, or 10 points here. You know, but, you know, they you know, have some nice ratios to them at least or something, right? Or something, right? It's, it's, no. You get 13 achievements. 13 achievements, 13 games. I'm sure you see where this is going. One for beating each game okay so you beat each game you get an achievement 13 achievements that's the best they could come up with just beat the game uh, okay yes 
maybe it's not a complete deal breaker. It sucks at this point. It sucks at this point, but maybe not a deal breaker, uh, you know, because people aren't going to take the time to, you know, play through every game. So at least you'll have that experience and get a nice chunk of change at the end of it, uh, some nice tad for it or something like that. No, you don't even have to play the games. It's a one to two hour completion. Why? <laughs> because all you got to do is fast forward through it. There's a, a, a watch mode. And so you turn on watch mode, you fast forward through all the stages, get to the main boss, wait till the boss is like flashing like repeatedly and then stop, save, then reload the game and resume. You're in control of the character now. You like hit him twice, he dies, and then you get the achievement. That's it. That's it. That's Cowbunga Collection. So, <laughs> I'm just, I just, I was, I mean, okay, let's say you want to play the game because even, like, there's no skill involved. All you have to do is turn on invincibility and you can still do the same thing. It's just the, the little fast forward thing that just keeps you from even playing the game. So, you have 13 games, each with an achievement for beating it. You don't even have to play the games. You just fast forward. It's it's like watching a crappy movie and voila, completion. One, two hours, $40. Bada bing, bada boom. Cashing that, you know, cash cow in there. So, uh, this sounds absolutely atrocious. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, I, I, I was angry at myself for looking forward to this game. Um, that it would be kind of uh it would be something that i would enjoy yeah unless no it was uh i mean granted you could theoretically play i know some people would be like well we'll just play the game you won't play it. no 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 i'm not gonna do it not not with the cheese method out there it goes you know against the achievement goes hunter grain. yeah the achievement hunter code of honor you know quickest path every time no exceptions that's it and uh yep. yeah and, and good for you yeah, I'm, I, and I, I just recently did something very similar myself. Okay. Um, yeah. Because uh, in in Sonic All Star Racing Transform mm-hmm. for the 360, there's a workaround to do one of the harder achievements in the game, and I said, "Nope, I'm I'm better than this." Yeah, I, I'm better, so I I went out and did it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just what we do. It's um, yeah, gotta take pride in some of your work. Now, other games, other genres. Okay, I'll, I might take the. Mm. You know, I might go down that road, but uh, and, or, or excuse me, I will go down that road. <laughs> um, but when it comes to racing, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it clean. Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> but I also have a very yeah, interesting well, little. Well, don't uh, waste your time on this one. This is I, uh, they blew it. They I have a it. very interesting story about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, do tell. And and this may be educational. Now I have not verified every aspect of this story Hmm. only certain parts of it but it seems like it may be true Hmm. so some friends and i were discussing um or excuse me some friends posted up uh this reddit thread um that i found to be very interesting okay Hmm. and the title of the reddit thread was what is a parody that was done so well that most people to this day don't realize it was a parody and do you know what one of the responses was? I assume something to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but I'm not know if Teenage that Mutant Ninja Turtles is the par the thing that was parodied or the thing that was the parody. 
So the question was posited, said, any good examples of this? A movie parody done so convincingly or subtle enough that most people don't even realize that it was meant to be satire. Hmm. And one of the answers, one of the responses was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The movie? Started as a parody of Frank Miller's Daredevil comics. Has probably eclipsed Daredevil in general popularity. It was meant to show how silly all the violence and dramatic ninja stuff was by making the ninjas literally turtles and and making the wise master a rat. (laughs) So a couple of responses to that said... Isn't that why the bad guys are the foot? It's a reference to Daredevil's The Hand. Oh. And somebody else said, yes, it's the same chemical splash that gives Daredevil his his powers and mutates the turtles. And the turtle's master is Splinter because Daredevil's master is Stick. (laughs) That's pretty cool. See, I don't know anything about the the Daredevil uh, canon, so... (laughs) I don't. This either. is fascinating. <laughs> I I found the the read to be pretty fascinating because I never knew that that the turtles were actually a satire slash parody. Um, mm-hmm. I never knew this until I started reading the thread. I did at least verify you know some of the names that were tossed around in it, and it mm-hmm. it seems like it lines up. It seems like these people huh. know what they're talking about. Then again, this is the internet, so don't take this as gospel truth. Well, that's, that's that's interesting. I, I'm sure there's a lot but, of people that. <laughs> That probably did know that that are not us. <laughs> uh, yeah, there may be. I, I I found it to be very, like you said, a very interesting read and and some kind of interesting uh, story behind the turtles, which are, you know, kind of a world, you know, worldwide powerhouse. I would say almost to right. this day, uh, very recognizable brand name. And I was kind of shocked to to find out that okay, it, maybe it did start out as a parody. Huh. You know, and and it just blew up. <laughs> right, right. So well, interesting read. Uh, good, good little science, and and maybe some some people that know more about this than myself can can comment on it. But it seems like it all lines up. Yeah. Well, your your interesting factoid was good. This game, it was <laughs> not good. It was. Are we uh, going to give this one um, uh, two two subway loaves? No, I'm going to give this one. Uh, the brand of turtle disaster. <laughs> it was a it was a turtle disaster for sure. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> it really, it, I mean, it, it legitimately disappointed me. I was legitimately upset. So with this, this is game. this is worse than a, than Subway loaves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. That's yes. good to know because we definitely know how much you detest. Yes. Bread yeah. at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they both stink. Yes. I don't know. I, I, I could just keep expressing my, my dissatisfaction for this game, but I'd much rather you lift our spirits here. Well, uh, I am going to lift our spirits, and in the process, I'm going to take us all the way to the stars. and. Oh, with this, okay. Um, mm. So my good list, and there, there's a little bias in there, but I'm going to justify <laughs> my bias, okay. All right, I like a good little justification. Yes. So I, I, I'm going to go ahead and present to us the game Hundred Bullets. Hundred Bullets. Yes. 
That's it. Okay, yeah, that, that is, there is a game called that. I can verify. It's on, yeah. Yep. Yep, th- this game 100% does exist. Um, <laughs> God, it's got it a lot has, of achievements. What's that? It's got an obscene amount. It should be called 100 achievements. Right? I think that's what they are shooting for, and, and, and we'll get into this here. Uh, we'll, oh, we'll, sorry, we'll sorry. dive deeper into this achievement list and where it may be going and what's happening with it. Oh! Okay, you dog. I already see why you like this list. <laughs> yes, there is a little bias there, but I'm going to yeah, justify the yeah. bias. Okay. 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 So, the base game. We'll start off there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game was released in March of 2022, and it was actually the reason I kind of got turned on to this game was. It was part of the spring sale. Like, they had a punch card where if you spent, like, $50 in the, the Microsoft store, you got, like, I don't know, 5,000 reward points, something like mm-hmm. that, for during the spring sale. And this was one of the games that was featured because it was actually just being released. And I did, you know, I took a quick look at the gameplay and I said, hey, this looks like a game I, I would actually enjoy. So I, I went ahead and picked it up and... And one of those rare moments, I started the game right when I bought it. And that's mm-hmm. rare for me. Um, and this goes to show that the, this game is tragically underplayed. Okay? Mm-hmm. With only 177 uh, track gamers having started it. Mm-hmm. And I've always felt that way. Um, so the gameplay itself is fantastic. Okay? It's it's a little bit of a twist on the shmup genre, and mm-hmm. I know a lot of people aren't really keen to the shmup genre, so before I turn you off of that completely, the twist is very interesting because it basically turns the, sh- the shmup genre into a puzzle-type game. Mm. Wow. And you may think to yourself, well, that, that seems like a very strange combination, and it is, but this game actually makes it work, okay? Hmm. And I actually rated this game um, before the title update, and I did actually give it a five-star rating because of what they did with the gameplay. Mm -hmm. And now this ties into the good list, okay? The achievement titles are uninspiring, but the actual achievement list of what it's asking you to do is actually pretty good, okay? Mm -hmm. So, you have various levels you have to progress through, okay? And you have to... There's Easter eggs hidden throughout some of the levels. Um, You might have to do something a little bit differently. Uh, The gameplay, going back to the whole puzzle and shmup genre, is the reason it's called 100 Bullets is in each level, you have to fire 100 bullets. Hmm. And in the process, these bullets will bounce off the wall. There may be things that affect their behavior or their physics. And your whole goal is to avoid the own, your own bullets. Hmm. That's where the puzzle element of it comes in. So you have to kind of consider how you kind of want to traverse this level while avoiding the bullets that you yourself fired. Hmm. But you're forced to fire them. Hmm. And... There is a cadence to the game that um, it does not let you just kind of creep by slowly. If it does, your bullet counter resets. 
Mm. You have to keep a, a certain pace tempo throughout the level. So as you're doing this, um, you're dodging your own bullets and it, it, it's just fun. It's just, it, it makes you think a little bit mm-hmm. and you have to think on your feet sometimes. Um, but it's not as bad as like, let's say geometry wars where, I mean, you, you, you don't necessarily have to have like the Twitch type reactions while playing the game. Mm-hmm. It's not quite that fast paced. Um, there are a couple of different difficulty levels. You can play it on the easiest difficulty, which everything is slowed down. And then the hardest difficulty, which it's sped up, but it's still not even that hard. Once you start to figure out where what you can and can't do throughout a level, um, it, it, it becomes rewarding and satisfying. Do you have to so, play the, uh, the hardest version? Uh, to get... All 325 Lotus tokens, yes, you oh, would. Okay. Okay. Um, but is, the again, diff- uh, I, is the difficulty stepped up uh, significantly? No. Oh, okay. No. It, it, in fact, I, I, I could even argue that the hardest difficulty is maybe even slightly easier to play. Um, <laughs> because the tempo is not scaled up so fast to where it's unplayable. Um, but when you play on the easiest difficulty, the, the tempo is so slow. Mm-hmm. You, I, I actually find myself making more mistakes on the easiest difficulty <laughs> than I do the hardest. <laughs> I've seen games like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, so the hardest difficulty, I, I, I wouldn't even ding it as a, a negative. Um, again, like I said, it, it's, it's a, to me, it's a positive. And, you know, and then they have bosses, you know, like it's the final level of each area and, mm. and it becomes just very interesting. Like you said, the achievement list is, is varied. Uh, you have to unlock the secret levels by doing the aforementioned Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, like you said, it, it, it's a fun experience and tragically underplayed at only 177 people playing it. Now I am mm-hmm. not saying that. Because of the title update. <laughs> well, before you get to the title update, is uh, the genre is actually action. It's neither a shoot 'em up or a puzzle game. It's got it listed as action. I guess that's consistent with the way you you described it. I, I, I guess you, yeah, I guess you could, you know, kind of put it in an action type feel. But people who are fans of puzzle games or games mm-hmm. that kind of make you think a little bit. Um, will definitely have a blast with it. People that enjoy shmups will have a blast with it. Um, even people that just want to kind of play something, you know, uh, I guess not passively because the levels aren't terribly long. Mm-hmm. Um, each level, it, it might take you a minute, minute and a half at, at worst to, to actually progress through a level. Now, you might have to play said level, you know, 10 or 15 times, depending on the difficulty layout, you know, and, mm-hmm. and mi- mistakes that you make uh, along the way. Um, but this could be a rather quick completion um, for those that, you know, just, you know, uh, pay attention to what they're doing. Or this, the it, it might be, drag on just a little bit, but I think you would still have fun in the process because it's one of those ones where you'll continually learn from your mistakes. Okay. Well, my my next question was is how well how did you find out about this game? 
Uh, like you said, it was uh, it was just in the spring sale on, oh, on the okay. dashboard back in March. That. Yep. Okay. And like I said, I just wanted to kind of find out because the name intrigued me a little bit. Okay. So I went on YouTube and this game had been on Steam for some time. And mm. I watched a gameplay video of it and I was like, oh, wow, this looks fantastic. Okay. Um, and it looks like fun. And, and I I kind of went into it and I was like, oh, the it is fun. And it's one of those games that I was actually playing um, during the contest that shall not be named mm-hmm. uh, back mm-hmm. in March when it released. And I had to set it down for a little while. I was having a little bit too much fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not allowed in that contest. So yeah. Exactly. Um, so I was having too much fun with it and I had to set it down after, you know, putting some time into it and, taking my so-called break, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and picked it up, and I I want to say that I may have been the eighth person to complete it. Okay, so that leads me into... Uh, is that the basis of the, uh, the update? Is the order in which it was completed? I That's what it looks like. I believe so. Okay, now not everybody that that received an achievement in the update mm-hmm. completed the game. Oh, okay. Okay, uh, but the first, I think when the update was released, there may have only been 11 or 12 people that completed the game. Mm. And I think, like I said, I think I was number 8, but I do think that the basis of the achievements were based on how they were completed. And, you know, there's a couple of uh, people that did receive achievements in this game who we probably all know and love from from uh, the Age 101 Discord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of them being Mr. Big L. Yeah, I was looking at that one. Uh, it doesn't even look like he started the game. He did not. So what's, what's up with that, yeah? Um, so... A lot of the other achievements are just, uh, I guess, revolving around people that are very influential in in gaming communities and whatnot. Uh, It's from what I gather, um, from what I read, because honestly, I I didn't even know that this update existed, uh, obviously, until it came out. Mm -hmm. And and then, you know, you kind of see, you know, some of the names are very recognizable. People probably know a lot of these folks. so, uh, so so why is Big L included again? Um, <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. Uh, Does he know that many heavy hitters? Uh, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask. I mean, obviously, uh, you don't I see. I, you, obviously, I, I don't, don't have a star. It. Obviously, at, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only reason that, that I got one is because I completed the game. <laughs> so there you go. Right. Being a completionist does pay sometimes. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's cool. That's cool that you uh, that you have one named after you. So, congrats on that. And it's not even a, yes, a, a Zitalon game, so it is not a Zitalon game. In fact, the developer <laughs> is is working on. They they have said they are on TA. Mm-hmm. The developer is actually on TA. Um, oh, that's cool. And he has stated that he is going to do another update, and it's actually. Um, he's actually going to do a contest mm. for the next round of achievements that are that are going to be named. 
Oh, that's cool. Um, that's, so he's gonna. So that's int- that's uh, that's a that's a cool thing. I wish uh, more more games did that. I mean, I mean that's you know like cater to the audience that uh, helps them yeah, out. A- a- absolutely, and and again, like I said, this isn't a game. This is not like Zidalon Rattlelacker material. This is not a game uh-huh. where you're just gonna you know pick it up and blast through it. Um, so the title update did have a bunch of achievements. Um, but again, like I said, the title updates are, they're on the easier side, but here's the thing. There is a caveat to it. If you don't have the levels unlocked or have not progressed far enough into the game, mm. uh, you, you, you still would need to put in a little bit of work to get to the title update achievements. Um, they're easy once you have the levels unlocked, for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but again, like I said, it's just a fun game. Uh, it's a good experience. The achievement list, um, the nice thing is, is there's very few guides. Um, so to figure out some of like the, the Easter eggs, you might have to dig a little bit um, and actually experiment with some levels. They're kind of a little obvious if there's an Easter egg present. Uh, when you are in there. Uh, but again, like I said, it makes you kind of think a little bit of how you want to do something when you're within those levels. Now, see, what would have been kind of a cool thing is if the same developer on TA had sent uh, like a direct message to each one of the people that those stages are named after with like a real easy cheese method, and then it would be up on the, up to that person if they want to share that solution or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 actually would be really cool. <laughs> yeah. See, I yeah, yeah. Have to have to pass that along to him. I, I have no idea who the person is, but uh, there you go. That one was on the house, right? <laughs> Freebie. There you go. <laughs> but no, Shoot. it is it is a good game. And like I said, the achievement names are not great, but the achievement list is pretty well rounded. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, I was trying to figure out who it is. Uh, uh, I wonder if it's this Michael Plaz- Pilsno or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe not. He is. Oh, uh, yeah, it is. That that is the developer, Michael Pilsno. Yep. All right. All right. I'll have to send him a message and tell him my idea. <laughs> yeah, because he 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 actually did post a, a message on TA, and he said we're gonna. Uh, make a free level anyone can play that is mm-hmm. um, an infinite mode and adds bullets that don't die every hundred shots. There'll be a leaderboard to see how long people can survive, but you only get one try. The top mm-hmm. of the leaderboard gets achievements named after them and even special levels dedicated to them for our next update in five months. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So that that's kind of cool. It's a little bit of an interactive uh, challenge. Right. Um, I like the the fact that he added in that you only get one try. So, mm-hmm. you know, I might want to brush up on the levels before you, you make that run. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and the, the mechanics. Right, right. Yeah. I wonder if you can choose the, the game mode, too. Well, that's well, like cool, said, it, it, It's a good game. Um, it's a developer that is... Um, you know, definitely in touch with the community, especially the achievement community, which is always a plus. Um, it's not on the Zidalon Rattalaka level, you know, freebies, like you said, a little bit of work. There is substance mm-hmm. to the game. Um, and again, like you said, well-rounded achievement list. And mm-hmm. it's not that expensive. Full price, nine ninety nine. 
Uh, it does go on sale every now and again. And again, that's 100 bullets. So if you haven't haven't given it a rip, and like I said, tragically underplayed. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, we'll, we'll help get that fixed. It's on sale. Or, I don't know. By the time you hear this, it probably won't be. But yes. So Right. I'm it sure. has been on sale a couple times. Oh, well, there you go. Just, yep. Yeah. Check so. it out. That's cool, man. Well, I like your. Uh, you, I think you brought it on the list this uh, this time around. You uh, not that you hadn't before, but uh, uh, you definitely went uh, get two two thumbs up from me on this uh, this one here. And uh, okay, last no, one no was really subway good wolves. Too. No, no, no. Okay. No subway. No. Uh, no uh, <laughs> turtle disasters. No. Uh, no, no bad yeah. pizza. <laughs> yeah, I think this game was a parody of a of a good game. Mine was anyway. So, yeah, so. <laughs> it was a parody of the collection genre, in that they right. just they just yeah, right in the bed. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess that's it. Um, so, any closing thoughts? Uh nothing I can think of. Off the top of my head, um, yeah. I think I'm gonna keep try leaping through Leapfrog here and and uh, try to stay alive for a few more days. Anyways, all right. Well, I won't keep you then. Well, good luck and uh, thanks uh, for joining me. And hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. I love I love recording with you. You're fun. Got to Likewise, it's awesome. always fun. There you and, go. And now that I'm getting getting settled in at the at the new digs. Uh, should be able to open up a little bit more. Awesome. Well, you know, I'll be hounding you then. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll we'll catch you next time. Take care. All right. See you. Hello. I walk a pale on a quest to complete as many Rathalikas as I can. When Intrepid Issy was released at the beginning of December, I planned to pick it up at Rathalikas usual $4 introductory price, without any further research, but it ended up with a standard store price of $11. In these dire economic times, I felt it necessary to investigate if it was worth my hard-earned cash. It didn't take long for me to decide to pick it up. The developers at Senile Team originally released Intrepid Issy as a Dreamcast console exclusive in December of 2021, after a barely successful Kickstarter in 2017. Intrepid Issy was released more than 20 years after the Dreamcast was discontinued in March of 2001. Label a beat-em-up on TA upon release, I fired up Intrepidisi on my slightly more modern Series X and gradually realized that it is a Metroidvania. The colorful high definition 2D graphics are technically great but the art style might be divisive. Isi controls well and movement is fun and fluid. I never encountered any technical issues and load times were minimal. There is barely a story but the little there is is fine. Isi is out treasure hunting or something, and unleashes a potentially evil, maybe just rude, Jin, and Issy decides to probably stop it? While there are talkative NPCs in the game, they never acknowledge anything outside of their immediate surroundings, happily or not so happily living their lives in their own bubbles. This is far from a narrative masterpiece, but it doesn't have to be as the core gameplay of exploring the nonsensical world and finding abilities and secrets is rather fun. 
Intrepid Issy is an easy game, but it is not trivial and it is fairly easy to die as you can't take many hits before you go down. Dying is rarely an issue as there are plenty of checkpoints and quite a few save points, meaning you do not lose much progress if you die. Combat is mostly down to kicks and punches, and is simple but satisfying, as taking down enemies require a tiny bit of strategy, but once you figure out how to deal with the different enemy types, they are quickly taken down. The bosses can take quite a bit of damage, but they have very predictable patterns and shouldn't pose much of a problem with a little bit of patience. Intrepidity is also fairly short, and you'll likely have seen everything the game has to offer and unlocked all achievements in 3 to 5 hours. You might want a guide to find some of the upgrades and collectibles, as some can be difficult to find. While the game world is not very large, some secrets are rather well hidden and easily missable. That said, collectibles aside, you are unlikely to need a guide. The achievement list is mostly good, and there are no missable, but one achievement is unnecessarily grindy. It requires you to kill 1000 enemies. While playing, I rarely didn't murder everything in my path, and it ended up being my final achievement, requiring a bit of grinding after everything else was done. I was pleasantly surprised by Intrepidity, and enjoyed getting its 25 achievements worth 1000 game score and currently 2000 TA. It might not be great, but it is rather good, and a fun, low-stress Metroidvania experience. Have a nice day everyone!